Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist Podcast with Macy Gage, and let's just dive right in. So this is episode 25.5, but the title is Putting a Noose on It. It's been some time now, not my usual two weeks, and, and that is because I got COVID on April 4th. I know, I can't believe it, two years of staying at home and it finally found me. How, you may ask? Well, silly me and my partner, who I will explain as soon as my story catches up, uh, we went to a party in downtown Toronto, and someone at this party tested positive, and we thought we were fine because we, we drank a ridiculous amount of alcohol, thinking the liquor killed the virus. Fat chance. Monday and Tuesday, we tested negative, but Wednesday, we tested positive. And this party was on the Saturday. And I didn't come down with any sort of terrible symptoms, just sort of a sore throat, cough, and incredible chills. I had to go to bed with my warmest socks, joggers, warmest sweater, my bathrobe, the top sheet, and the blanket. And I didn't wake up hot the next day either. Isn't that strange? We monitored our symptoms and it was intense for a few days, but then lessened every day after that. Although the congestion is lingering still, and you know, it's the, it's the phlegm that's just, we're always having to clear our throats. And, and that's really annoying. I'm just thankful we didn't have the vomiting or diarrhea or any of that. We lost our sense of taste and smell. Well, kind of. It wasn't that intense for me. <laughs> the funny thing was my partner went mental without, without having the sense of taste. He had to order spicy curry just to get the flavor back. I still think it's funny. I guess it's kind of lost. It's, 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 um, immediacy, but it's still pretty funny. We all have, we, we basically all have to get a variation of this, this new flu, because essentially that is what it is. That is what it is mutating into, the flu. And the flu, it kills thousands of people a year. This is a new version. We have had the, the Spanish flu, the Black Death, yellow fever, polio, H1N1, the swine flu, and Ebola. We survived all of them. And this will be added to the list. And this is really happening. We must face it. Some of us haven't been able to get past it, and, and that is unfortunate. But in some ways, 
These outbreaks actually make us stronger. Yes, they have dire consequences, but we as a civilization pick up the pieces and build a better tomorrow from the ashes. Look at the baby boomers generation. After the Second World War, they were able to have tremendous innovation, manufacturing, and eventual wealth from the demise of the war-torn Europe. Somehow, survivors and the next generation have an acute sense of ingenuity, as if the struggle creates an unconscious strength of mind in the masses. I know this is speculation, but I don't think this is a first for our species. Anyway, listen to me getting all philosophical. (laughs) Let's get back to the episode. This episode, number 26, called Putting a Noose on It. And don't get the wrong idea with this title. I'm not speaking in suicide terms. I am repurposing or reappropriating the term. It came about this morning, another really, really early morning. My insomnia is kicking in again. And if you need any tips on sleeping, you can find them in episode number nine called COVID Tips Sabotaging Future Girl Bands. And saying this (laughs) makes me laugh because I used some of them this morning and they didn't work very well. (laughs) So I am wondering if I am manic right now. I don't want to think about it too much in case it's true. Uh, As long as I channel the energy in a positive way and make sure I sleep, I think I can get past this. Because sleep is essential to curbing this sort of mania. And this is how my bipolar works for me. So please don't use my tips and sue me if they don't work for you. They are merely suggestions that have worked wonders for me, and I hope they will have positive results for you as well. I understand this has been a difficult time for all of us these last two years. Let us look forward to better days ahead. I know that it is up to each one of us to make our individual futures that much more optimal, but I know that in the face of trauma, most of us can shine brighter because we see how fragile life really is. There is a time for recovery, reflection, regrowth, regrouping, rebirth. It has many names, wink to Renaissance. (laughs) We need to treasure our family, our friends, and ourselves, of course. Let's honor what we can put into the world, because who else is going to do it? And no one but you can do it. Don't forget that. (laughs) That sounded weird. Don't forget that. Confidence is hard to maintain. But once you get it, sorry. (laughs) Don't forget that. Confidence is hard to maintain. But once you get into the groove, ride it for as long as you can. Remembering to align your id and I am not meaning your ID here. <laughs> I am meaning arrogance that can take root if, you, if your confidence begins to fly too high. It is such a balancing act that some of us find easier than others. Because if you think about it, we have to balance ourselves, our spouses, children, and or pets, 
jobs, exercise, friendships, our moods, our foods. It's a never-ending list. I will not continue the list because I don't know where it would end. When you think about it, we are all metaphorically gymnasts because look at how we can bend over backwards <laughs> to manage and maintain all these areas of our lives, juggling 10 to 20 items that they themselves have additional sort of responsibilities inside them. It's giving me a headache just thinking about it. I haven't even indicated any sort of relaxation or any bathing, making appointments, or going to the doctor. <laughs> and you know as well as I do that this list is, is just endless. And that these items sort of have a handful of other sort of accountable areas inside them too. And don't even get me started on hobbies either. The word alone to me is a bit of a smack in the face. <laughs> Because if you break it down linguistically, it appears as first syllable, hop, like a bunny, and second syllable, uh, the, the second syllable, bees, a stinging insect. So how can anyone take this word seriously? So aside from COVID, this last two weeks hasn't been that eventful. I have been trying to get work on I've been trying to get to work on a new painting, Learning German, which has been sort of a project since uh, COVID hit. And I'm very fortunate that my neighbor is German. So that helps. And, and that is one of the few countries we want to travel to by plane. I am an environmentalist. And I mean a real one, not one that claims it while driving an SUV and going on a quarterly holiday or, or meetings by plane. Spotlight on Trudeau, our useless PM who, yeah, why, oh why, has he not been voted out yet? <laughs> the whole world was watching when he didn't do anything during the whole trucker convoy. Anyway... <laughs> Okay, I better stop. I brought politics in and I don't know enough about it to talk about it articulately. I do know he makes empty promises while his home province of Quebec carries him along. Okay, enough already. I wanted this episode to focus on us getting back on track, putting a noose on any manic symptoms and even any trace of COVID symptoms. Thank you, Glorious Humanoids, for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. So the insight for this episode is when there's a memory that happens for you and you just don't want that memory there anymore, <laughs> the way I'm trying to train my brain to get rid of that memory or, or to think about something else is to, well, I'm a visual person, so I don't know if it'll apply for everybody, but what I do is I think of a palette and I think of all the colors and how they're all merging together. And I think of that memory and make that, I picture that memory as all those colors sort of uh, just blending together and merging and becoming sort of like a mud color. And so if you're not really a visual person, I would think of it in terms of the food known as ice cream. Like everybody loves ice cream, right? So if you if you think of ice cream and you think about how the ice cream melts and all the different flavors and colors and whatever is in the ice cream just all kind of merges and becomes one. 
if you think of that memory, if you can picture that memory and picture it in that same sense as ice cream, and it's just dissolving and melting and just all the colors and faces and moments and situations and experiences just all dissolve and melt and become sort of like one muddy kind of color or one one sort of chocolate, faded chocolate with whatever strawberry hues in there, you know, whatever, whatever ice cream you're having at that, at that moment. And, and I've been practicing this and it, it's, it's seeming to become sort of effective in some ways because there's certain, certain things if you've been listening to some of these episodes that I really don't want to think about anymore. And it's a coping mechanism to, to just sort of block it out. But a better, a better way I find is, is to not just totally erase everything, but just make it become muddy waters or muddy, um, muddy paint. Uh, so it's no longer as clear an image because, uh, another way that I've also been, or not just another way, but an, another thing that I've learned about, about memory is it's not how some of us probably thought of it that it's uh, rooms in our brains, that that's where we store everything or filing cabinets, or that's how things get organized in, in our minds. It's not actually like that. It's actually, it's actually how um, we remember them. When we remember the memories, every time we're remembering, it's like we're reassembling it, like we're like we're like a a builder, or break it down like it is architecture. We're we're putting all the pieces together to make that memory the way we want to see it, or the way we want to remember it. It may not actually be how we actually really see it, or it may not actually be how it actually ended up happening. But our mind build like rebuilds the memory in the way that we want to remember it. So we can train our brains to to remember things how we want to remember them. And I think that's a really amazing thing about being human that we can we can we have the power to to create changes in ourselves and and that's just a great feeling. <laughs> remember to like, share and comment on this tangentialist podcast. You can do that at http colon backslash backslash www.facebook.com backslash tangentialist. That's T-A-N-G-E-N-T-A-L-I-S-T. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentialist. Mm-hmm.